0: Birds of Montana I did not spend as much time learning about the birds as I should have. The hard part is there are endless species with many shared features, and they are sneaky quick. Once promoted to a degree of, hey, I'm finally getting pretty nimble on the birds, the realization reveals itself that only the males have been learned, but not the females. Cross over that knowledge bridge, and then there are the juveniles to account for. With birding, the sounds are actually the most important, by far. A stroll through heavy woods might mean being in a bountiful aviary without ever seeing one single feather, claw, or beak. There is a full-volume encyclopedia of sounds to pick up on, the mating calls, the territory calls, and thus, there is just chatter. Chatter, to me, is bird gossip or a way for birds to vent about all the bird drama happening throughout. A rumor mill of which magpie is cheating on their breeding partner, spending more time performing mating rituals than providing regurgitated worms for the fledglings. There is no argument that some of this drama results from appointing a committee of prepubescent ten-year-old Montana boys to be responsible for bird nomenclature, Void of any checks and balances. Those bird names range from cleverly fragrant to blatantly revolting. How can a bird go about a normal life with reliable migration patterns under the straight-faced descriptions of tufted titmouse? But that is not the only example. Flathead County forests are abundant with perverted taxonomy. Because of this unrestricted abuse of naming power, Some predetermined interspecies dysfunction is unpreventable within an assortment of ecological scenarios. A hairy woodpecker sharing habitat with a wood duck will most assuredly have rancorous turf wars. American woodcocks must shy away from both the northern flicker and the Clark's nutcracker, especially the males. A yellow-bellied flycatcher living next to a common loon Keeps on the down-low, once a flock of red-breasted nuthatches join in on the hearsay. Meanwhile, a lesser yellowlegs wrestles an inferiority complex whilst neighboring the feeding capabilities of a barn swallow. Finally, a yellow-bellied sapsucker fears buffleheads, evening gross beaks, kill killdeer, and pretty much everything else, except for its sole patron— the aforementioned yellow-bellied flycatcher. Thankfully, Montana species do not cohabitate with red-billed oxpeckers, masked boobies, fluffy-backed tit-babblers, Andean cock of the rocks, Himalayan snowcocks, and New Zealand cockas. Can it also be inferred that a peacock is named such because of its land-based preference, thereby avoiding the wind as required to take flight? "'Such an embarrassment to the integrity of biology. "'I am yet to learn of any moral justification "'by a seasoned ornithologist for these childish names "'because opening a bird field guide "'instantly decrements my age by precisely twenty years. "'The recurring defense by the scientific community "'is they mostly recognize the Latin scientific names "'instead of the common names, "'those gritty genus and species names.' In doing so, the most feared animal in all the Himalayas flies overhead to debunk such a claim while striking terror to anyone caught out in the open. The Tibetan blackbird. Scientific name? Turtus Maximus. Yes, even disciplined monks have a silly side. Sounds do not end with vocalizations either. By some freak miracle of nature, Ruffed grouse flutter their wings so rapidly "'that it generates a drumming sound "'for lack of a stronger description. "'Andy would hear this in the spring much better than I, "'as the low bass tone can be silenced to my malformed eardrums. "'Should there ever be a red dawn scenario in Montana, "'the powerful hammering of the large-palated woodpecker "'might be mistaken for Russian machine-gun fire. "'Birds flew all around Montana like anywhere else,' And like anywhere else, they fall into a backdrop that is oftentimes overlooked. The ability to maneuver from a tall limb down to a much lower perch without dying is fantastic, actually. Ducks and geese will fly from Mexico to Canada. That is insane. So much wonder is taken for granted. Learning to appreciate birds means decimating boredom or loneliness in the wild, or the city. While in Nashville, The main event featured mockingbirds, dive-bombing, frolicking house cats with little regard for the fact that those felines eat 2.4 billion birds each year in the U.S. alone, comical suicide missions to chase the threat away from a nest or just hassle for pure pleasure. In Montana, black-capped chickadees are ones that blend in, but you will certainly miss them when they are gone. The sound of their call which, like many birds, reflects their name. Unmistakable once learned. And then there are the mountain chickadees. Apparently, there's a difference, though I will never be smart enough to know how. The red-winged blackbird is another whose absence is missed against the value while present. Find a field by some marshland and a red-winged blackbird is objecting to your presence. Going down by Boyle Lake, I would also find many Stellar's Jays which acquainted the West exclusively. Neighboring the big whitefish lake, I found a few eagle nests with decent proximity to the shores, mostly by suicide squeeze, foraging on deer that challenged a train in a game of chicken. Finding eagles thrilled the heart, but not as dramatic as the discoveries occurring before Montana, I had seen eagles off of Lake Erie at Ottawa National Wildlife Refuge in Ohio, as well as Realfoot Lake in Tennessee. They populated with prevalence in that prehistoric area. Ravens exemplified an audacious personality year-round, perhaps the most common and comical friend of plumes, demanding much attention with their eccentric activity. The eagle slash raven. You want to know what else? Okay. I'll tell you. I was sitting on Skeet's Rock, daydreaming, and an odd bird came overhead. Raven-like, but with white tail feathers. It flew ungracefully behind the tree. First, doing a side swipe in the air. Then, when I ran down to get a better glimpse of it, it was out of sight. Voila! No more. I pondered upon seeing it again, but it came not around. So I moseyed the area in hopes to find a feather. Nothing. I'll speak quickly of my new friends, the mosquito-looking bugs. They're still out in January, all over the ground. The cold bloods must have figured out something, I say. Alligator, one twenty-one, 21 2000 The white tail remains a mystery. Any reading that I've done about birds with that feature in the area was just the much smaller black-billed magpies, Perhaps my field of view made the bird appear farther away than in reality, leaving me to consider that it was raven sized. Magpies littered those cold skies. I'd never seen one before in Montana, as they are a western species like the stellar's jay. They have a charming design that cannot grow routine.